What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. All right, Devin, what do you have for us today from the book of knowledge? Well, I have from the New Dictionary of Thoughts. I decided I'm just going to open, randomly, try to find... So Actually, I'm not going to try. I'm just going to point. I'm going to read what I pointed to, and hopefully... I can pronounce the words that I'm trying to read. <laughs> All right. Because there's some biggins in here. All right. Here we go. I get the sound of the book. Here we go. One point. Close my eyes. Okay. We are always looking to the future. The present does not satisfy us. Our ideal, whatever it may be, lies further on. actually pretty good yeah it's not bad yeah <laughs> that's um i think that's that's one of those quotes that it kind of pertains to life in general for most people at most times in their life you know you're like <clears throat> there's kind of those quotes that are always pertinent to being mindful being in the moment you know but that's kind of like you're always looking to the to the future yeah you know i i like um, the end of it our, our ideal whatever it may be lies further on i mean that's in our head right and that's right, another yeah. that's another like um like the good old days are now or you know it's like one of those things right yeah or you don't know you're in the good old days till they're gone that type of thing right yeah our idealized future or <laughs> there's there, yeah exactly or it's the or it's the like um <clears throat> our uh the grass is always greener on the other side yeah Right, or there's some there's something. I mean that it drives you forward, but right. it also keep maybe keeps you from enjoying the now. You know, yada yada. I, I know we always get deep in the beginning of podcasts. I know we don't mean to. <laughs> and this one was random, so it could have been it could have been a silly one. Could have been anything, yeah. No, but I think that's good too because you know, 
I think it works pretty well right now with what we're doing with the channel. The channel's not growing super fast right now, you know, at this point in, you know, the last like two months or so. And so, you know, I think that's one of those things that everyone I've heard from a few different YouTubers and content creators that oh, yeah. like content creation and it, like everything's kind of slowing down right now a little bit. And mm. maybe it's just a, a change in people, the way people are doing social media maybe it's just a lull maybe it'll pick back up who knows yes i think Um, summer's summer's always slow but yeah and to me every time right i think we've gone back and over this and over (laughs) then then you just have to realize that there is growth and you have to appreciate where you're at no matter where it is because right you get to a point and it's great but there's it's always ebbs and you know it goes up and down so yeah appreciate if we get a new subscriber every day which we've always gotten more than that even at our lowest point that's great it's someone new has decided someone has sat down watched our videos or for anyone else has has looked at your work or your instagram or whatever it is and decided to uh to um like it and reach it and and push that button that's cool and um i've gotten a couple things on instagram too and i forget someone there's been some shout outs and some stuff and that's interesting for <laughs> my side of the Instagram, which is like this hidden I like being like the Easter egg of the of the channel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like it's like if there's this deeper um Instagram which is the art of camera guy. So right. that's been fun. <laughs> but a few people have reached out and said things and that's kinda cool too. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because I think you know, people Obviously, they see the art of craftsmanship, and they see in their mind's eye, they see my face, right? Because it's the face of what we're doing. But, you know, the art of craftsmanship is both of us equally together, working Mm -hmm. all the time together to make the channel better. Mm -hmm. Um, So even, like, when, uh, you know, I'll do, like, I'll jump on a live stream or something, and um, the people who know us know that there are two of us will, will be like, oh, look, there's the art of craftsmanship, you know. Probably maybe Dustin, maybe Devin, you know, like on who that is, like you know, cause they, but then the majority of people just assume that it's me, you know. But and which most of the time it is me because I'm the one like doing the like you know the, the outreach stuff, like usually. But um, but I like that you know, like that you consider that uh, the art of camera guys like a Easter egg, you know. You gotta yeah, listen to like, podcast. You gotta listen, know us. Find out. You gotta know those you gotta two, know. and then you can follow, right? So yeah. if people reach out and follow. They're like, "Oh, okay, you really know." Yeah, you right. Know. Exactly. They're the dedicated ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, I, I I find myself thinking that like, uh, wouldn't it be great to have one of these shops? You know, people get these shops, and then everyone goes there and works, and we can right. have all this yep. and. I'm sure once we move on to that, we'll look back to where we are now with your your shop, your basement shop, which everyone loves. Right. And like, man, remember when it was just that, when we could just go downstairs and come upstairs and get some dinner? Right. And, you know, yeah. you, you could talk to your wife and daughter, and, you know, it was close. and Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm enjoying it now. And we did. We, we were back in the shop after a couple weeks, and I'm sorry, everyone, we... I don't know if uh, Dustin, if you reached out on Instagram and said anything about us not being there last week. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> I figured I figured uh, the the podcast two weeks ago at the end, we're like, maybe we'll be on next week. Maybe we won't. We're going to try, but we're not sure. So if people are listening to the podcast, you know, weekly, then at least they uh, they have heads up that we might not do it. And and for all of you listening this week, we did intend to record. Um, we were going to record on Monday of last week. You know, today is Wednesday, so uh, or today's Thursday, not this previous when Monday, but the 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 one before that um it was also the day that i was packing and getting ready to leave to go on vacation for 10 days <clears throat> and uh or i guess uh for i guess just eight days but um so our intention was to record on the monday during the day because we are weren't actually leaving until the evening so we were just going to record on monday during the day at some point and then uh I get going that way we'd have that that uh next episode for this pe- previous friday that we just missed but um i think about you know seven thirty or so when i got on the road i had this thought in my mind i was like oh we completely forgot to record the podcast today <laughs> and i just sent a message to you deb was like oh, i guess we're not doing the podcast this week <laughs> completely right. slipped our mind yeah because we were going to do it at noon or something you know like i guess maybe when mabe was napping or whatever we would yeah fit it's one just in, been but it's been crazy busy and yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I might or might not be moving. Um, so there's that. I got the puppy, the baby, and we got baseball in full swing. It's just everything. It does. It yeah, always hits at once. And all the other sports come together. So I'm working football and I'm working college sports. So everything uh, yeah, just hits. Right. The, and Dustin, you're back to school, obviously, but yeah, yeah, back to back to work this week, and then students come back next week. Um, so, yeah, it was just all the prep, and we were trying to fit in one last vacation before that started because my wife is going actually back to school. She's going to get her master's in library science, um, I guess MLS, from University of Maryland. So is she's that, starting uh, that in the fall. Is that um, Dewey Decimal System? That's library science. Yep. That's right. Yeah, exactly. She's going to learn about that and get the big old metal cabinet and little drawers. <laughs> yeah, she's doing uh, it, archival stuff. Is gonna yeah, be no, that, that's, focus. that's very so cool. Digital archives, yeah. So she's super excited, but she'll be back to school. She's doing doing virtual or, you know, online. But uh, And then Corinne starts back to school, starts middle school, sixth grade. It's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy stuff. All of you guys who've been following the channel since we started, you've seen her grow up, which is, I just think is pretty interesting. I always really liked that about uh, Rango Star's channel with his son, Cody. You know, like when I started watching him, Cody was like uh, 10 or something, you know, and now he's 16. So he's gone from like a little kid to like basically a man, you know, like a man size. He's like six feet tall. And it's, uh, I just thought that was a man sized man. Um, like Corinne, Corinne's like an adult size girl, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for everyone who's, uh, who's watched and followed along, you've seen, I just, I was actually just, uh, before we started, I was watching Joe Robinette's, one of his newest videos about, uh, getting prepared to make a new camp, um, a new little camp by the river. And they had to clear a bunch of brush from this trail that they're driving down to his, him and his daughter, um, Emerald, who is about the same age as Corinne, maybe. A little younger, but um, you know, I've seen his in his videos. I've seen her grow up over the years, and his daughter, who I, you know, watched the video where they did the like birth announcement. And it's it's just fun to see all these different people. You can really learn them, and you beca- you feel like you're a part of their life in a little bit. You know, which we are. We only get these little glimpses. We only show, 
you know, our viewers a glimpse of what's happening in the shop. But there's something pretty intimate about that, about being in someone's space and staying with them for a few years and then getting these little tidbits of the rest of their life. So, so I've never been like completely against showing things about, you know, where we live and, you know, my daughter and my wife and doing things, you know, that's all kind of part of kind of the buy-in when someone uh, enjoys what we do for the channel. And then, you know, a little bit about, they get yeah. that part of who we are. I mean, it can, it doesn't have to be, but it doesn't hurt if you don't mind, you know, like, yeah, right. No, I mean, I think it humanized. Same reason why we always brought Sadie down in the shop. You know, people were like, oh, you know, this is a, a person. He's got a family <laughs> and a dog. And and that's what YouTube is, right? It's YouTube is a look into other people's lives. It's not production. It's not all set up and made. And, you know, it's, I mean, that's, I guess, what originally it was. And what most people who started YouTube channels started that way. You know, filming yourself or, you know, one of the, per just like small things that grow and grow. So. Um, it's, I think it's interesting to grow with these different people and see their lives change. It's cool. Yeah. So speaking of growing, actually that not really speaking of, you went on a, another trip, another vacation, left me here in Maryland to, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you went, went away on another trip yep. up North and you, you went to a couple, uh, or is the, no, is that where you got all this stuff or was it, or was that so, at home? Go ahead, go ahead. All right. So, okay. So, first we can refer back to the yard sale that we talked about in the last podcast. So, mm. that yard sale, which I went to, which is an awesome yard sale. It was a big kind of like a state sale, you know, big barn that had multiple shops inside of multiple rooms and just a ton of, you know, kind of like a, a, a shop hoarder's dream shop. <laughs> it was like a big mm -hmm. giant spaces with just stuff everywhere. And then there are like a few more... Uh, like organized spaces it was like metal area and a woodworking area and multiple shop tables and stuff and tons of shelves and little drawers with hardware everywhere um <clears throat> so i went to the initial yard sale got a bunch of stuff had my arbor press stolen out from underneath me before i could pay for it <laughs> um and uh and was ha really happy with the things i got there um which is what we talked about last time so after that, I reached back out to the woman who was running it just to say, like, hey, could I stop back some sub, stop back by another time and get more stuff? Because there was so much stuff. I knew that she wouldn't have gone through everything that was there, you know. And so she told me I could come back the following week, you know, the following Saturday. She had somebody else coming to pick something up. And so um, I went back and got a whole bunch more stuff, a bunch of wood, um, just like – I don't know, just shop stuff, like all the stuff that you need all the time, the like, like tape and bottles of spray adhesive and map gas and I don't know, just like springs, you know, just, yeah, screws and hardware and yeah. just tons of stuff. And the, the cool thing, too, is the person who had this shop, you know, they were it was like a farm, so they're actively using stuff all the time. So they they bought in, you know like uh professional homeowner versions of backstock. So there would be like two or three cans of things that they would need, right? So I got a bunch of brand new stuff or you know, there'd be like four bottles of uh super glue on a little pegboard, you know, like all lined up. <laughs> so it was like there were multiples of everything. So I got a ton of stuff that was just like unused or or barely used. Um but it was all those little things that we buy all the time and it adds up. So I got a whole bunch of stuff and uh so that was awesome. So, um, I got a, so the last time I got a, um, a surface grinder, a surface disc, disc sander, surface grinder, 
uh, I guess a disc setter, not a surface grinder. Um, this time I got this cool little uh, knife heater. So I wasn't exactly sure what it was, but <laughs> it was interesting looking. <laughs> and I figured I'd toss it in the box and see if I could get it tossed in with like a group rate for everything that I had, which is what I ended up doing. Um, but it looked like a little mini forge. So it was kind of a, uh, I guess, a like a pill shape. If you imagine one end is like a pill shape. So kind of, you know, long and round and then long. So kind of, you know, a, a tube that's been squished down. What's, what is that, that shape? I don't know what that shape is called. Or I'm trying to think of like, what else is in that shape? Like a, like a, a gel capsule pill that's been squished, you know, flat or whatever. Um, so that, and it's small, it's like maybe six inches long by two and a half inches wide by an inch and a half tall. That's the, that's the full size of this shape. Um, and it has a space in the middle, like a forge would, you know, you slide something in and it's electric. So I got it, did a little research. It turns out that it's a, um, maybe it's either originally like a, a, a hot knife heater. So for doing, um, foam for, uh, upholstery for like, you know, furniture and stuff. So, Right. You put your knife in, heat it up, and then you can cut through foam really easily. So it's like a little a little heater. Um, I also saw people using it for, like, curling iron, heating up curling irons, like the old time, you know, just like uh, uh, metal curling irons. Right. Um, you know, I saw some people using it that way. So I'm not exactly sure what its original purpose was. I think probably it's more of a furniture maker's knife heater thing. But I did throw a piece of steel in there and turn it on, and it heated it up, you know, past um, – it's it went past critical temperature so it went through all of the color ranges and then went to gray you know so when mm. we like when we heat treat knives you know we put them in an oven at 400 degrees for two hours and it brings it up to that that dark straw color which is the temper the, the temper colors you want to have that toughness but also still hard so it went past that past the past the blue past the purple all the way to gray so i was like well, it might be kind of cool you know if i have a, a knife or something that i'm working on that i just need to soften it if it gets hard or something Toss it in and heat it up. You know, soften you the go. tang or something if I need to drill through it and I can't. <laughs> <Should've> had <laughs> right. that problem before. Yeah. But yeah, so that was cool. Um, yeah, just a bunch of, just tons of stuff. I got like this four inch wide duct tape, which you saw today, which was. Oh, wild. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was this yard. So that was like the follow up yard sale. Like I said, I got a bunch of wood, um, just a bunch of stuff, you know, got a, got a good deal on it. Um, so then, uh, since then, you know, before we went on vacation, I started working on my, my wife's, um, knife that I'm making for her. I'm making her a Puko with, uh, uh, let's see, like a birch, um, like a curly birch handle with, uh, turquoise dyed maple burl and then phosphor bronze spacers between it. Um, so a little, a little kind of EDC Puko knife. Um, I posted about that a little bit, but I'm excited to be working on that. I got everything kind of cut down for the size that I need it, and I can start working on the handle because it'll be a hidden tang. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then before I went on vacation, I uh, sharpened up my little puko that I made a while back, and I posted it was um, it's a like a rhombic puko, so the blade is a rhombus shape. So instead of it being just like bevels that go straight to flats and then up to the spine, it's beveled uh, from the blade, you know, two thirds of the way up. And then where it would be flats, it actually bevels back to the spine, so it gets narrower at the spine. So it's a rhombus um, shape. 
Um, so a sloid knife or a rhombic puko, both um, the terms kind of re reference that. So I made that with uh, antler and Osage orange handle. Um, and so I sharpened that because I wanted to bring it on my on our vacation with us. We went up to Acadia up in Maine, and I knew we'd be in the woods for a while. So you know, I wanted to be some, do some carving. So I sharpened that, and then I was like, well, I need to make a quick sheath. I didn't want to make a full like belt sheath because it's more of like kind of a, a carving tool rather than a belt knife um, because it's fairly small. So I decided just to make a little cap sheath for it, right? Just a just a sheath to cover the blade. So I made that, um, you know, real quick, just two sides with a with a welt in between, and just hand stitched it. Um, and as I was hand stitching it, um, you know, I'm kind of doing a saddle stitch. So, you know, you have a long piece of thread with needles on both ends, and you're going back and forth, um, going back through the same hole as you move down. And so I was pushing it through one side. I'm holding the little teeny sheath in my hand. And I'm pushing the needle through. And it's like kind of catches as it's mm. going through the hole. And so I push a little harder and I push it and it goes through and it sticks into my finger. Like like you do when you're stitching things, you know. Like, <laughs> stuck into my finger. So I pulled it out real quick, you know, poked myself. So I just, I just thought I poked myself. So I pull it out real fast after, you know, because I feel that pain, right? Pull it in and out. And then <laughs> as I pull it out, blood like squirts out of my hand, <laughs> like in, <laughs> in two directions, like whew, like, and I, I saw it, like, squirt forward and onto my workbench and onto, like, the stuff that I had there I was working on. And it was a weird a weird thing because I'd never seen blood, like, squirt out of my body before. You know, you, like, <laughs> you see that in movies and you hear people talk about it. But until it actually happens, it's, like, kind of alarming. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, and so this blood, like, shoots out of my finger. Um and so I just grab a paper towel and I hold my finger and I'm just thinking, you know, cause it just, it, it felt like a poke, you know? So as soon as I pulled it out, it didn't hurt. So I kind of hold my finger for a second and then I take it away and I see the little hole, um, on the, on the, you know, inside of my finger. Um, and then I realize there's blood on the backside of my hand. So I like look over and there's a hole on the backside of my finger too. <laughs> so I actually like <laughs> jab the needle all the way through my finger. <laughs> so oh. my middle finger um, fortunately it was like, you know, closer to my ring finger. So it actually went like through and then out the back, but only, you know, through maybe, a you know, less than an eight, less than an eighth of, of, uh, actual depth. Although it went from the front to the back, it went along the side. So I didn't hit bone. I didn't hit anything like critical. It just went like in and out. And like I said, I was kind of holding it, and it stopped bleeding. And, I looked, and it pretty much stopped bleeding right away. I went up and put a Band-Aid around it, and it was fine. Ooh. But it was, uh, it was weird. And this was like the day before we were going on vacation. So I was like, oh, no. Like it's, it, swel <laughs> it swelled up a little bit for like an hour or two, and then it went, went away. And it was fine. Did, and it hadn't hurt or anything since. It didn't hurt. It didn't. There wasn't like a pain. No. Yeah, no. I mean, at one point, I, I, I remember grabbing something because we were hiking, and I grabbed like a tree, and I felt like a little – prick pain you know like where it would have where it was you know healing or whatever but no but it was it was a weird thing just seeing that like realizing that i had poked a needle straight through my finger <laughs> front to back in and out real quick yeah but is, uh, uh yeah that's so that was fun yeah <laughs> i i did and that then, uh, yeah. I, so i did that once to my uh leg i was um building uh one of our dad's sheds or and i was moving some i guess some old ply that had some right. nails in it 
and you're kind of, you know, uh, like, you know, doing quick lifts and then walking. And I lift a nail right into my calf. Oh. And it went in, you know, pretty yeah. far. I don't know how far. Maybe the whole depth. And then, you know, I yank <laughs> it out. And it was rusty. And I never did anything. But it, the pain, there was a throbbing, like a soreness oh. from being pierced. There was a yeah, soreness right. there. And actually, there's still like a, <laughs> like a, almost like a hole, like a, an area <laughs> that whatever had yeah a divot that it just had died out whatever was in there it was really weird but oh i remember just that like it was so sore yeah right it was a weird really weird feeling yeah this was a you know this is a leather stitching knife so they're pretty sharp yeah um and it's they had it has like a uh like a diamond shaped head you know too mm. so so it kind of like cuts in more like a knife but yeah like i said it you know I I didn't think I didn't know I had gone all the way through until I realized there was blood on the other side as well and I was like oh wow that's crazy <laughs> because it didn't feel like that you know it didn't hurt like I'd stab myself all the way through my hand you know it was like so quick um, right and and you get that initial pain anytime you poke yourself and if you've ever done any sewing or anything or even like with a pencil you know you like poke yourself you, ah you just pull it out really quick right um, and so that's what I did I just pulled it right away and shot blood on my workbench and whatnot it was fun. <laughs> Good times, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I said, and, I was and, concerned that it was gonna, and, it was and, gonna and, ruin our trip, but it didn't. And the front of the toy box that we're also building, it did. Yep. So <laughs> that'll be covered in paint, but it'll uh, it'll, have, it'll be have my blood, sweat, and tears on it. It already has cursed. my sweat on it, so try not to cry on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we uh, and then uh, later that day, or maybe that was that might have been Sunday or something. Then Monday we. Um, no, that was actually on Monday. You know, that's probably why we didn't record the podcast because I was downstairs working on a knife sheath. I wow, forgot yeah. all about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So then that day we headed up. We um, went and stayed in New Jersey for a night for the for that evening. Uh, stayed the night and then left early the next day. Drove up to, uh, let's see, drove drove up to Newburyport, Massachusetts to visit. So we went to New Jersey first to visit with my with my wife's aunt and uncle. Stayed there for the night. Then we drove up to Newburyport, Mass, to visit with my father-in-law for the afternoon. Then we went from there up to uh, Hampton, New Hampshire, which is only about a half an hour from Newbury, Mass, uh, and stayed with uh, my wife's uncle, so my father-in-law's brother, um, and went to Hampton Beach, which is about 10 minutes from his house, went swimming in the ocean up there, which is really nice. Um, just for like an hour, it was really nice. I was I was surprised. I thought it, the w- water would be a lot colder up in uh, New Hampshire, but I guess this time of year and the depth there's it's like a really long, shallow or really long, gradual um, depth change at that beach. So I think uh. the water has a lot of shallow area. Um, so it was, up, uh, yeah. it was pretty warm comparatively. But yeah, it was nice. And then we stayed there, and then we left uh, New Hampshire at we got up about like five or so and left at six because we had to get up to uh the the ferry up in new harbor maine by eight fifteen. so we left mm. really early went up got there and then we took a ferry out to monhegan island um and if you guys follow along on instagram the art of craftsmanship you have seen some of the pictures from out there we went out took our dogs out and like the tribe our work monhegan yeah not Mohican? No. 
the like last Mon- one that he's Mon- in. No, like Monhegan. Like Monhegan's son, the casino. Which is an Indian casino in New York. Upstate New York. I think it's Mohegan. 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 Yeah. Okay, never mind. Mohegan son. Never mind. Yeah, Mohegan. Yeah. So Monhegan is the island um, off the coast of Maine. It's a a pretty famous island for art. Um, You know, the Wyeth family's been out there. A bunch of other artists and things have been out there and done work and they have a bunch of oh, right, resident right. artists on the island and my wife and i um before we were married the summer after junior year we took a trip all through new england to visit a bunch of her family and and stayed out on the island for two nights um so it was nice this is the first time we've been back since then hmm. which might have been 2004 i think so it's been quite a it, while that is but nice. uh it was really nice to go back out and see the island again we just stayed out for the day <clears throat> walked around it was cool to take our daughter out there, and uh, and we did some artwork. We did uh, three paintings. So my daughter did a painting of Monhegan Island on the backside of the island facing out to the ocean. There's uh, really tall cliffs, like 165 feet is, I think, one of the tallest ones, and then there's other ones. There are a f- couple different bluffs. Um, and so we went out to the cliffs, and we did some – I did a drawing, and she did a painting looking down um, the south side of the – or looking down south of the island – and did another cliff in the distance. She did a watercolor there, and then we kind of worked our way around and um, did a. She did another watercolor, or I did a watercolor, and then my wife did a watercolor at the bottom, which we we ended up framing all three and giving it to the people we stayed at that night, which is my wife's uh, great aunt. So we stayed at her oh, house. Nice. Yeah, so we went, took the ferry back in and went and stayed at her house, which is only about twenty minutes or so from the ferry, um, which was really <laughs> nice. So the first time my wife has seen her great aunt in a quite a long time and it was the first time i ever met her so it was really nice so we got went and stayed with them and then we went up to uh the next morning went up to acadia it was really cool so on the way to acadia we stopped at uh liberty tool company which i'd heard of but i didn't really realize where i was exactly and then um my wife's great aunt mentioned it like oh you guys should stop at liberty tool and i was like oh that's near here because i'd heard of it it's this awesome a, a building that's just full of tools all like vintage and old tools and all yeah. sorts of different stuff so but it's really like just a, a plethora of every t- single tool you could think of so when stopped there i ended up getting a file like a single file from there but uh <laughs> it's a cool a cool file you know kind of a, a funky shape like a round on one side like a rat tail file and then it tapered to like a knife on the other side so a bevel all the way to the edge so it's kind of a, a cool shape an interesting shape and kind of versatile so that was nice yeah then, you know uh, I, I think real quick i think a great thing to do at a flea market or a uh, something like that antique mall and it's a cool thing because you need it but think of one thing you might want and then search that thing out obviously there's a lot of things that right. you might that you might see but yeah. think of like Okay, I want a book, or I want, like, obviously, it's usually something you need. Like, hey, I'm looking for an axe, or I'm looking for this. And usually people always have that, but it's fun to have. I mean, I always have a couple records in the back of my head that I'm always looking right. for. Yeah, so I'm always yeah. searching out, like, the stand, like, the record stand. Or yeah. now, I'm all, now I'm always looking for axes and <laughs> things like that. So pick right. one thing and then go in. It, it makes a lot more fun because if you really find yeah. it, it's great. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's that's the thing too. I mean, you know, the the 
my main goal is always like axes. That's the thing I'm always looking for when I'm at, at vintage places and flea markets and stuff. Um, but old tools, you know, like old tools in general, if I see old tools, I'll look at them because I love old tools and I love using them and I love restoring mm. them. Um, we did end up stopping at t- uh, two other places on the way. I, di- I got a, uh, a Kelly Wood Slasher Boys Axe and then a, I think like a, a 12 pound sledgehammer, but like an older one. So a nice, like tapered, um, you know, tapered ends on both sides. So picked those up on there the way go. up and then we headed up. Yeah. So we, we headed to Acadia. We were there for four nights, stayed in a cool little one bedroom cabin, um, just like a single bedroom with a, a queen size and then a bunk bed in it and a little kitchenette thing that, you know, or just like a little stand that we, we brought a little pro- propane stove and there was a mini fridge in there. So we had that, had electricity. So we were to plug in our fans and stuff and, and we stayed there for the four nights. It was really nice. We, uh, we intended to like hike multiple days, um, but after we took like a pretty long walk and we were in Newburyport with my father-in-law and then we took the dogs um, out to Monhegan Island and after walking around the island, uh, Luna, our, our little uh, beagle mix, um, her paws were kind of tore up, her, her calluses uh-huh. were flaking off and stuff and she had, they were rubbed kind of red, so they weren't cracking or bleeding, but they were red. We could tell that it was like, excuse me, down past the calluses. Um, so we did like one longer hike, and then by the end of it, we could tell she was pretty sore. She was limping. So, so then the next couple of days, we like found other things that we could do. Like we went to this one little spot where it was about maybe seven tenths or so of a mile to get out to the end of this point that had all these awesome uh, tide pools. So the tide ah. goes in and out, you know, fifteen twenty feet or so out you know up in the north when you get further north on the east coast um so when the tide goes out you know you get all these spots where the water can't go out right it's tides going out but then there's areas that collect these pools and then in these pools there's all sorts of different life that gets caught in there so it's really fun to go so we were up there and we did some i did some more artwork and hung out there for the day and then uh we went and took a took a little tour around um acadia like a driving tour there's like this one road that goes around the perimeter of it, which is really nice. You can see all these beautiful outlooks, and we stopped at a few places and went into Bar Harbor and got some, uh, did a little touristy stuff, walked around, got a few uh, souvenirs, and <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then just hung out. It rained one day pretty good, so we just kind of hung out that day and did stuff in the cabin. It was awesome. It was just really nice, really calm, and then and then we took like two days to get back because it's probably like 12 hours or so to get back from there. So we uh, drove back down to Hampton, um, New Hampshire, which is about four, three and a half, four hours, and then about six and a half hours or so to get home after that. So it was really nice. Um, it was a good trip and, you know, came back and right into work. So <laughs> work this week <laughs> and then right in school next week. So We're working, was, shooting. Yeah, it's good to be back. I think the dogs were happy to be back because they've been – leashed most you know the whole time while we were there just because you know you know where yeah. we were visiting people and out you know parks and stuff you can't have your dogs off the leash so they're really happy to get back home and we let them run around a bit and took them on a walk and it was nice and then uh yeah and then now we're filming back to filming working on the uh, on the projector box which is gonna be fun yep projector box toy box uh yep uh, everything else a uh, bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah getting back to it but yep. uh yeah, so a short one today. We yeah. we still have we have a lot of things to do. I'm gonna be editing tonight. 
Dustin has to work in the morning, and then I got to work yeah. tomorrow night. We are busy, busy. Um, do you want to yeah. start with the recommendation? Sure. Yeah, my uh, my recommendation this week is Old Hickory Forge, uh, and that's John Norwood. John's a really awesome uh, YouTuber and has like Instagram at Old Hickory Forge, the same uh, same as his YouTube, which is Old Hickory Forge. John's a blacksmith and uh, just a, a maker. He does knives. He does. Know, tools, hammers, all sorts of great stuff. He was at Blade Show this year and sold a bunch of stuff and had a bunch of stuff left over. And um, I know Brian House has a couple of his hammers and a bunch of other people. He made some really, like a whole run of really cool twisted uh, railroad spike knives recently. I think he's made tons and tons of them, but he was posting about that. And the reason why I was thinking about him specifically is he just posted a Bowie knife that he made um, out of a uh, Farrier's Rasp. Farrier's Rasp Bowie knife with a guard made out of Ferris rasp and the pommel, the butt pommel made out of Ferris rasp. And then the <laughs> nice. handles made out of antler. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, just like he posted, he was like, you know, what, what goes good with a Ferris rasp blade? How about a Ferris rasp guard? And why not a Ferris <laughs> rasp pommel as well? So it's like all things, you know, so you can see the, the teeth and stuff on it. So it turned <laughs> out really nice. I thought it was awesome. And just the shape is really good, really classic and just a really nice looking Bowie knife. I've, um, as a knife maker and a knife enthusiast, I've looked at a lot of knives over the years, and and a lot of times Bowie knives aren't my favorite shape, um, depending on how people do it. You know, like because there's such a wide variety. It's just a, you know, it's a blade with a clip point and a guard and a handle. You know, like so that's kind of the, what a Bowie is. But there's so many variations of what a Bowie could be, and uh, right. I just think he did a really good job on his, on that one. So. So check him out, John Norwood, um, on Instagram at Hick, uh, Old Hickory Forge, and you can find him on YouTube, uh, Old Hickory Forge as well. He's another uh, Forge and Fire um, contestant. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, seems like a good guy. Good guy. All right, um, mine is a thing. Now you don't really have to link it, Dust. And I don't know if I've talked about it. We have. We wanted to talk to someone about it too. Um, the Oculus Quest Two, right? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Stand standalone VR headset. It's great. Um, everyone that tries it loves it as long as they don't get sick, but, but <laughs> I'm talking about it because they're, they, they've, they talked about this feature a while back, but finally someone's going to do it in September. There's a game called, um, space trainer, I think, sorry, the, and the exact game doesn't matter, but what it used to be a uh, space pirate trainer, you would just shoot. It was like an arcade game, like Galaga right. yep. or, or one of those games, but you're actually in it and you're shooting things. They've now made, and they're going to do a free update if you have the game, where you can have a play space of 30 by 30 feet. Oh, I think wow. that's that's max of the Oculus. So you right. pick, you need, you need, you're going to need, you know, either a warehouse or a tennis court or a basketball court outside. But you can play live against someone else in a laser tag arena. Oh man! That's so awesome. in your headset, as you're running around, <laughs> there's walls and things where you can't see the other person. Obviously, if you're watching two people run around, like ducking and you know running right. by each other and not being able to see each other, but <laughs> in the headset, since it since it does um, inside out tracking, so it right. knows where you are because of cameras on the headset look out and and spot things and it knows where you are. So it looks as if you're in this futuristic space station thing, playing that's laser awesome. tag with each other. <laughs> that's great and that's so cool that's super cool i wonder do you have to could you play against someone else who is not there with you 
Um, like, yeah, you know, yes. Online, they, I guess. If they you have it. They do have it where you can. Um, I don't know all the details, but they do have it where right. you can play other people online. But I don't know if you both need your own space. I think right now it's made for two people kind of link their headsets together or they're on right. one network and then they do it in the same space. Oh, so I you and a friend you. would have to go to a tennis court or yeah. something and play. And it's like this 30, 30. Oh, and they let you make your own spaces so you can sit there. Uh, that's cool. D- design your own little laser tag arena. Find nice. someone where, with a buddy. <laughs> Obviously you both need headsets yeah, and then do, yeah. do a full uh, running around laser tag. That's awesome. <laughs> I can, you know, I can imagine people being like, "Why don't you just go play laser tag?" <laughs> well, you know, because in with the Oculus, you could be anywhere. You know, the, right. the, the around you could be anything, any number of guns. You know, any like number of like obstacles and it, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It, it, awesome. I, I saw Worlds some. Yeah, you can. You guys can YouTube it if you want to look up what it looks like. It looks really cool. You know, right? Yeah. Whatever you're on a space station or blah blah blah. But it's just cool to you can run around in this area and it looks like they were having fun. So. It's a free update. That's cool. So if you already have it, check it out. I'm uh, our brother Drew has one, so maybe we'll find a, or maybe we'll come over. I know there's a tennis court near oh, you. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, come so over. So maybe here. I'll bring Drew over, and we we have two headsets, and we all can try it. Nice. That's so cool. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's it. Space pirates. Space pirate trainer. That's a, that's <laughs> such a cool game, um, and I played that on yours. The the little demo or whatever it is, but yeah, super cool. Yeah. Just like lasers, different guns you can use shooting at things like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the cool thing, the Oculus gets better and better with software updates. Like now they have it where right. in a virtual world, you can tell it where your couch is. So it shows a virtual, uh, version of your couch or chair. Oh, nice. So you can walk over to so it, sit, sit down. down. It. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it, it's crazy, but it's very cool and relatively cheap. The headset's 300 bucks, which is ridiculous for, for a game console and a VR, it's 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 really cool if you want to try some stuff. Nice, awesome. All right, guys. Well, like Devin said, this is a short one today. We're uh, just busy, busy. We we filmed tonight, and Devin ran home. We jumped on record and back to it. So uh, we will not plan to miss any more podcasts <laughs> in any time in the near or or distant future but who knows you know we do our best to try to come on and chat with everybody once a week and let you know what's going on and sometimes we have some really cool stuff to talk about sometimes we just talk about what's going on in our lives but uh we we really appreciate everybody who does listen um and everybody who supports us on patreon and and if you don't that's fine too you know just listen and share it and tell your friends about it we've had quite a few people reach out um you know, saying that they found us through someone else and they're really happy and they like listening. So all of that really makes a difference. We appreciate everyone who has shared and everyone who's uh, supported us anyway at all on our channel or on the podcast. It's been a blessing. So uh, just remember, you guys can always follow us uh, on Instagram, The Art of Craftsmanship, and at The Art of Camera Guy. Uh, you can go over and subscribe and follow and watch us on YouTube, The Art of Craftsmanship. And, uh, yeah, and hopefully... Uh, like I said, you don't have any reason to miss anything coming up. Back to school, so I can't take any more vacations. Not until uh, not, until, not until Maker Camp. So we'll be at Maker Camp. We keep saying that. So if you guys are going to be there, find us. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.